You're listening to the Tweakle Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Jake Alexander, the voice in the void, the lone wolf, your favorite host of the list. How the hell are you? Like I said, it's Jake Alexander. This is the Tweakle Podcast. And today, well, today we're going to do things just a little bit different. What we're going to do today is more of a stripped down episode. So it's no opening monologue, no witty words and how do you do's, no news. Nope. Today, today it's time for a story. Now. In the past, I've expressed my love of music and the absolute necessity of it in my life. In my interview with uh, Lone Wolf Jupiter last season, I went so far as to say that music for me is like breathing, that I need it just as much as air. I stand by that statement. My lifetime can be split up into phases according to the genres of music that populated my years. See, in the first era, I was all about the blues jazz and the original rockers like chuck berry i got that from my dad in my second era it was hip-hop all the time my third era saw me switch to classical and orchestral music as i played violin and viola in high school orchestra my fourth era was a mixture of house edm techno and the like i returned to rock next alternative rock they called it in my fifth era during the early 2000s with a little bit of grunge and punk rock thrown in. I somehow and happily slid into a sixth era as I found a love of K-pop, J-rap, and the music from other continents. My current era is one of an eclectic nature as my ears turn mostly toward the music of the African continent as I search for my stolen roots, but there's still an appreciation of mainstream music from every corner and every genre. But it's that fifth era that I want to hone in on today. See, in that era, I was a much, much different person. I was loud, more combative. I drank heavily, smoked regularly, and I generally abused myself in every way a man could, just short of doing heroin, pretty much. I was very much someone losing his grip and falling apart at the seams. What got me through it, though, was the seemingly endless stream of music. The music of that era spoke to me and an entire generation of lost, angry, and confused young adults. Bands like Nirvana and Foo Fighters, Fall Out Boy, Linkin Park, Paramore, AFI, Savage Garden, Yellow Card, The Used, and of course, My Chemical Romance. Each one spoke to the angst 
mixed and tumultuous nature of the young in those years. When we were found voiceless, they had our backs, and they sang to our souls with a hopeful message that would all soon be all right. Millennials bonded over that music, fell in love because of it, and without knowing it, healed each other with nothing more than our presence and a CD case filled with our favorites. A lot of weed, and in my case, vodka, didn't hurt either. See, I miss those times, like I miss so much of my past. That feeling of camaraderie with like-minded folks and a soundtrack unrivaled has been lost for some time now, and getting it back seems more impossible with each passing day. Except, maybe, there is a chance to, if only for a short time, a way for me to recapture some of See, I received a text message a few days ago from a friend of mine. She is someone very close to me, someone who walked hand in hand with me through all those years, through the fire and pain and uncertainty and into a new millennium. The text contained a flyer for the now sold out when we were young music festival set to take place in October in Las Vegas. Once I realized what it was, I haven't been able to stop cheesing. I wish you could see the smile on my face. To say that I'm excited about this music festival is an understatement. This festival represents a callback to the soundtracks of various video games like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater series and NFL Street. To the music of summers gone by and winters spent indoors away from the rest of the world. To parties had and flings with girls whose faces I remember but names escape me. This festival is a letter from a dear friend that I had long lost touch with, but has since grown and has sought me out to reconnect and reminisce. Here before me is a chance that most will never have, a chance to recapture my youth, even if for the shortest time. I don't rightly know the cost I will have to incur in attending this festival come October, and quite honestly, I don't care. See, I lost something when the heyday of alternative rock waned. Yeah, what we call alternative rock still continues with acts like Willow Smith, Imagine Dragons, Main Skin, and Glass Animals at the forefront. But that era, the era when progenitors with names like Muse, Soundgarden, The Clash, Radiohead, Avenged Sevenfold, The White Stripes, Korn, Nickelback, Tool, Under Oath, Weezer, Modest Mouse, and Garbage. Names that are now, by all accounts, legendary. That era? That era is gone. That feeling of hearing it all for the first time ever, anywhere, is gone. What we have now is a vague approximation of what once was, and I long for it all again. So, I will shell out $1,000 to feel that warm, familiar embrace again. A thousand, two thousand, three thousand. It's all a small price to pay to scratch an itch and fill a hole that has been left unattended for too long. God willing, I will get there later this year. I will sing until I'm hoarse and I will cry real tears for the young man I once was. If nothing else, then to let him know, hey man, the music was right. We made it. Everything is okay. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, you get to hear something very special pertaining to this concert. Stay with me. 
Now, that text that I got, the one that got this whole episode started, well, that was sent to me by a longtime friend named Kirby. Now, I've known her going all the way back to high school. If anyone would understand just how much I needed to be at this music festival, it would be her. She was there. Same era, same experiences, same concerts, same everything. So I decided to pack up the mic and drive clear across Detroit to talk about it and get some feedback. So what was supposed to be a pseudo interview turned into two old friends remembering bands and music that had long since faded from our tongues, but not out of our spirits. Now, for copyright's sake, I can't play the entire interview because when I say we were dueling with our phones to pull up songs and sing our migraine and allergy-laden heads off, it's not an understatement. So since I don't want to get sued for copyright infringement and to alleviate the idea of her dog barking in the background at some point, here are just some choice excerpts from that conversation. So you sent me the text. I thought it was a meme. Oh, yeah. So did I when it first popped up. So I thought it was a meme and I started reading. I was like, oh, man. I was like, God, yeah, when we were young. I was like, yeah, we were young when all these bands were out. I remember these bands when they were brand new. And then literally like two or three days go by. And they started talking about it on Instagram. And I was like, why the hell is this all sound familiar? And I went back to the text. I was like, oh, shit. It's next year. Yeah, and it's, so it's October. And... 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Yep, and it's, but it's in Las Vegas. Yeah, I would go, but I'm not paying 250 I'll pay 250 for that. So I will sneak in. You act like I ain't never snuck in. Buddy boy, all I need is a press pass. I don't need no press pass. I'll I want to shoot. Special uninvited guests snuck in the back door. Don't think for one second I won't. I just want to shoot. I love Paul my boy. He's so nice. I love Paramore. I wouldn't even go see them, but they, that'd be just an added, that'd just be an added thing. I got to go see these. You know I gotta go see them. You know me and Christina saw to use like eighty five times, right? Yes, I know that. That's I, I met them. Then why do you think I don't like Christina that much? I met the dog. She used to drag me to all them concerts. That's the first concert I went crowd surfing at. And damn near died at the Joe. Somebody fell on my head. A great time. Ah, uh, the Joe. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, so yeah. I would have to go see the Used and Berlin. Oh, I met Anne uh, Berlin. They came to St. Andrews. Yeah. Uh, great band. Great who, guys. Who else would I have to see? Jimmy E. World, obviously. I think out of all the bands that's playing, I think Jimmy E. Ward might be my favorite. I don't like that's playing. I don't know. Yeah, Jimmy E. Ward might be my favorite. Out my Kim, bro. Taking back TBS. Taking back Sunday. AFI. Dashboard fucking confessionals. It's, 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 it's literally every single band from that era. That Dog. Was... Pele Royale is nice. Yeah. 303 is on here. That's funny. The 311 actually fit in that, in that era. Yeah, they were that era, wasn't they? Why do I hear a 311 song? It's probably, uh, 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 fuck, where is it? It's probably Amber. Cause yep. That's, cause that's the one song that yep. they, whenever somebody plays 311, it's usually that song. Yep. That was the first, that was the first song by them that I thought was like the, the shit. Weirdo. This is a summer song. It's, dead, it's the dead of winter. It's not gonna. It doesn't matter. It's just shit. like when you hear that's just like when you hear that one Jay Z track where he like out the opening for the album where he like I don't care if it's cold or like the windows down. Summer banger. I'm still not letting the windows down. It's cold. You, you don't, but it automatically if you don't listen to Dear Summer and it don't remind you of summer, fucked up. If you don't hear um, Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor and it don't remind you of that album when it dropped in the summer. 
automatic summer feels. No, the only song that is that ever played like that that makes me feel like the summer was doggone uh, Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jazzy Fresh Prince. Hey, look, I'm older than you. Wish You Were Here, Incubus. Now, summer that, okay. song. Okay, so yeah, you got me. That one, that one does. That might be my favorite song by now. Great song. No, no, no. My favorite song by Incubus is Dry. Great song. If you hear anything by Linkin Park from their first two albums, I don't automatically go, ooh, summer. There's something wrong with you. No, whenever I hear anything by Linkin Park from their first two albums, I automatically think of the sin of dance. The butterfly. Yeah. That's what I I remember when we came out and my fucking CD case had gotten stolen. Yeah, they did steal the case, but the CD wasn't even in it. No, not that one, but they took everything. Dog, I my CD case was better than my record collection, my nigga. That shit was so pristine. Oh, you got an empty one by Jay Z? Cause I know he coming out with another album. It's gonna need that spot. Yeah. I wasn't like that with Jay Z. I was like that with Exhibit. Yep. Exhibit fucking Joe Button. You and uh that dumbass song and that. Dumbass. You did not look. Look. No. No. Joe no. Button, look. Joe Budden is one of the goofiest, weirdest. He is one of the one most, of most emotional, emotionally broken people I've ever met. With that being said, he's a great rapper. That dude he made is one some of the best rappers. Ever. But no, no, no. He just couldn't, um, put, a, he just couldn't put a decent album together. Um, it was you and uh, and OJ. OJ and fucking Method Both. Man and Red Man song doing the fucking routine. <laughs> Every time it came on in that fucking silver Corsica. That Corsica was the greatest car ever. I would stand by that until the day I die. If I had the money, I'd go buy me another. Lord have mercy. That car was great. That car got us back and forth to everywhere. It did. Never failed. What? If they split it so it wouldn't be a tussle between stage and stage because even if it started at it would have to start hella early like concert time early like 12 Mm -hmm. that's that means doors gotta open at 10 everybody gets in first act is 12 to 30 and then it's not like you're like oh well i have filler bands i got smaller bands that can we do something small we do something big we do something small we do something big i got no. No, you're going to miss somebody that you want to see. And these are all bands that that haven't played in a very long time. So to put yourself through the stress of paying, I'm not from Vegas, 250 Go to say another 250 for flight, another 250 for hotel. We got 700 We're not talking about drinks. We're not talking about food. I'm a band merch person. I'm on no merch. Yeah. We're, we're $750. We're talking about almost a month's rent to struggle to see the bands that I want to see. I would honestly tell you, for me to go, I would go by myself. Absolutely. I would, I would honestly promise you, hand over heart, hand on the stack of Bibles in court, you can take me to jail if I'm lying. I would honestly sell my car. I would, <laughs> I would for, for this, for that, con, for that concert, 
if I gotta if I gotta elbow and fight people to go from stage to stage if necessary, I am willing to fork over at least four grand just for that. That's just me because of what all that music and that time and that era meant so much to me. Because I, feel I, you. I, I love the fact that the title of the whole concert was when we were young, yeah. Because that is for any millennial who listened to that music in that era, we are never gonna get that time back. Ever. It's not even just the music. That feeling that we had then. Hit the record button. We did it. It's, it's been recorded. Okay, we, so it's check never, it. We're never going to get that time back. From the apex of punk rock, right? We had Nirvana. We had Nirvana when we were babies. Mm-hmm. Then from the spawn of Nirvana, we got Foo Fighters. And then it was, okay, bet. Yeah, grunge into post-grunge. And then post-grunge into alternative rock. Yeah. Into post-pop punk, whatever. Yeah. Don't know what to call it besides great music. Don't like titles that much. Yep. Then from like Nirvana to Foo Fighters, then you slipped up on the glory that was fucking Linkin Park. Yep. Bruh. It doesn't matter where you were. You could be black. You could be white. You could be a fucking space alien from Mars. If you heard Linkin Park, you Automatically went crazy. Period. Lincoln Park was the shit. Then Lincoln Park came out with Jay Z, Buddy Boy. Them dudes were like, "Hey, we about to do an MTV special." Then they did that. Do you remember we went and stood in line for that two dollar bill concert and we didn't get in because the tickets sold yeah. out? The fucking heartbreak. Oh God! How long ago was that? A <laughs> very, 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 very long time ago. How about that? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm that old, but I'm that old. I was in my early 20s. This was pre-25 for me. I'm not, I'm not that much older than you. I'm only 23 years old. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Jesus I think I might have been fresh out of high school. Man, has it been that long? Yeah. Doesn't feel like that long, but it has been that long. So, and then after that, you come up on Sugar, We're Going Down. Fucking Fallout Boy. Ah, whole piece of my heart right there. I love Fallout Boy. Love them. Like, Fallout Boy had this whole era of they're doing MTV. They ruled MTV. You play Nickelback for that. <laughs> Don't you hate on Nickelback? Don't you be one of those people. I'm not hating on Nickelback. I'm not. I'm not. In a video holding a picture, talking about a picture while holding a picture, and the dude taking a picture of a man holding a picture. I'm not hating. That was a great damn concept to a video. I'm that not hating. I'm not it's hating. It's all photograph. I know the damn song. I know the song by heart. I love Nickelback. I don't understand why people hate. I think I understand why people hate Nickelback. I think I understand. I think. I think people hate Nickelback because, okay, rock music was always supposed to be anti-establishment up to a point. Which is why you have grunge, which is why you have punk rock, and you have heavy metal. Nuts. It was supposed to be anti-establishment. It was supposed to be anti-everything, right? Nickelback found a formula to making rock songs, and it was so formulaic you couldn't help but like the song. But then he was like, <laughs> "Got me again, right?" It's like being Rick Roll. Yeah. It's like you hear the song, you're like, "Hey, this is good." Damn it, it's Nickelback, right? And they're Canadian, so it's like <laughs> you can't really hate them because they're Canadian, because it's like. Hey, I ought to hate you, but you're too damn nice. It's me. 
that music took years. Years. Those were year round. Those were just some great years. My hot topic wasn't Poppy. When you looked at hot topic, it was like the devil shot the door. When there was nothing, when there was nothing pink in Hot Topic, there were no bad teas in Hot Topic. They had bad teas, not as was, much. They were. It was goth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was only a few. It wasn't like a whole wall, right? Like now it's an entire wall inside a Hot Topic. Like, back then, it was maybe two rows, and they were in the back. They were. They were way topic. out of the way. <laughs> Where'd you get the hot topics? Like, I gotta send you the video because my friend tagged me in it. It's I don't see hilarious. That, it's no, I don't wanna see that. It, no, you heart. gotta remember, see it. Because I remember being the black kid in Hot Topic, and then it was like you walk in the door and everybody looks up like, what? what? Like, shocked. Like, seriously. Like, what? okay, so, you know. Like, so I still, ha- I still have that uh, that Transformer jacket, the one where the Transformer and the Cobra Simbar melded together. Yeah, it's you know, and I remember I remember seeing the jacket in the window. I was like, "Ooh, I want to go get that." And walked through the door, and the lady was like, "She was like physically disturbed. Like, can, can I help you?" Like, she's like, "Brother, you you know what store you in?" I'm like, "Yeah, the jacket in the window." And she's like, "I was like, last one." She's like, "Yeah, we only got the one left." I was like, "I take it." She wrapped it up. I took it. And I've been going to Hot Topic ever since. But now it's like I go into Hot Topic, and I'm like, yeah, "I can bring my kids in here." You wouldn't dare take your kids to Hot Topic back then. Okay, that so. Was out of, that, there was no way. You couldn't take your kids in the Hot Topic. Oh, Lord, I can't do that. I would say this is not going to be something that happens once. Absolutely not. Paramore is about to drop another album. It's not even that they're about to drop an album, which I didn't know about it, honestly. I think this is going to turn into. What's the not Birdie Man? What's the other one? Warp Tour? No, no, it definitely ain't gonna be Warp Tour because Warp Tour ain't been good since two thousand two. Um, that's just my opinion. If anybody get mad at it, I'm gonna be mad. Um, what was what's the other one? It's on the take South by Southwest. Ooh, it's gonna, I miss it's South turn, by. It's going to turn into that. Remember when South by Southwest was the music festival in the United States? Dog, I went. I think I went. My first and last one was right at the decline of South by Southwest. And when I tell you that 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 was just an experience. It it used to, to be the, the only two music festivals in the United States used to be South by Southwest, Lollapalooza. It was like, yeah, you had all these other smaller ones and they were good. Coachella took over. Yeah, then yep, Coachella took over. And then it was like, okay, now you got three. But sudden, Coachella and South by South by was so dope because South by was put on by artists. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. I don't think South by started and got major push until like the last couple. But dog, I went. It was like Big Sean had like a freak show. Blue had like it was like all of these major acts. But even if you didn't have tickets to like because Southwest South by South isn't just a music show. This was like a movie conference, so you could come yeah, and show it, it your takes movies. Over, it takes over all of us. This it takes was, over the entire town. This was like a, a whole month thing, and the music thing was only like two or three days at the end of it. But it was like, yo, you could do the South by Southwest Movie Festival, you could do the Tech Fest, and then we have music, and then you had all of these like smaller bands, upcoming bands, and then you had the major pool of the other bands. But you wanted to be there as an artist because that's where the labels were. 
And that's March this year, too. Yeah, it was so fire. Like, I don't think, I don't think the industry knows that the industry still needs stuff like that. They do. They do. And I'll, I'll tell you why they still do. Because there are, there are bands outside of this country that are trying to make inroads into the True. And those music festivals are the ones that sponsor those bands to come. Coming, yeah. Because they understand that they, okay, you have an international audience. So if I have this festival and have you here, that I have eyes on this now. So even if I'm not, especially in the digital age, if I'm not making money on tickets, I can still make money on screen. So, yeah, no, they, they know. They're probably just doing it a different way. If you like what you're hearing, then by all means, do check back in every Friday at 5 p.m. on Spotify and follow us on Instagram at the underscore tweakle underscore pod. And by all means, go back and listen to the older episodes and see where we came from and see where we're at because we started from the bottom, but now we're here. I'm Jake Alexander signing off. See you later.